Hello, and welcome to the reading room. My name is Rose, or Floaty Explodey on Twitter, and today I will be reading Chapter 5 of The Highest Bid by Imagine Pearls. This fic is rated G. Ojiko felt the tugging on her sleeve before she learned of his presence. Oi, cheeks. She turned around, halfway out the classroom door, and smiled up at the only viable person who would stop her in such a way. Hi, Bakugo. The blonde flushed red and hot under her gaze, unable to meet it with his own. His mouth opened to say something, but his voice seemed to be caught in that quivering lump in his throat that he was trying so hard to swallow down. Ojiko frowned slightly at his silence and stepped back into the room to clear the doorway, though no one was in a hurry to use it. Most of their classmates had already left to enjoy the rest of their afternoon off, and the few who noticed their little interaction lingered behind as inconspicuously as possible. Are you okay? I'm fine, he mumbled, and shoved his hands into his pants pockets, shoulders hunched. The next words were louder, but just barely. You free tonight? The blonde tilted her head in both confusion at the question and in contemplation of the answer. I think so? Why? Chocolate. Huh? He huffed at her puzzled expression and further elaborated. We're making it. The chocolate. Did you suddenly forget how to speak English? Oh, the cooking date. They hadn't quite ironed out the details of it since the day they agreed to have one. It was hardly mentioned at all, actually. But now it was finally happening. I will choose to ignore your rude remark and instead say, Yay, then I'm definitely free. Bakugo exhaled in relief, then immediately covered it up with a cough and instruction. Cafeteria at seven. Okay, that'll leave plenty of time for your beauty sleep afterwards, huh? Ojiko poked fun at the blonde's diligent sleep schedule. Like you won't crash into a sugar coma right afterwards. Probably have to carry your ass back to the dorms. It was supposed to be a teasing comeback. A hilariously appropriate prediction. But it just made the couple blush at the image. Since their returned confessions over a week ago, they graduated to goodnight texts and shyly holding hands between classes. But things were still so new and undefined. Being carried to bed? It was too much. Well... Ojiko cleared her squeaky throat. Should I bring anything? I still have leftover ingredients and stuff from last time, if that's helpful. Just bring yourself. Ochiko knew he wasn't particularly trying to be sweet or romantic, but she couldn't help but break out into a grin at Bakugo's words. It was probably meant as a practical suggestion, but it made her feel like all he wanted was to spend time with her. And maybe he realized just how he sounded too because he now looked like he was frozen in the midst of a heart attack. Okay. The brunette clasped her hands in front of her. I'm super excited. Bakugo grunted in acknowledgement and lifted his hand to pat her head or bump her shoulder or something to express his agreement. In the end, he settled on lightly tapping her cheek accompanied with a subtle nod. Dude, is that your idea of showing affection? Kaminari exclaimed incredulously from his seat where he, Kirishima, and Jiro were huddled in, what was supposed to be quiet observation. What about a little peck? Chicks dig that kind of stuff. Shut up, Pikachu. Why are you all still even here? This is too good to pass up. And you clearly need help, 
I don't need you dipshits to tell me how to interact with my, my, your girlfriend, bro. Come on, you can say it. We believe in you. Somewhat. Go die. Ochako giggled as she watched Bakugo chase his nosy friends all the way out to the courtyard in a rage. She didn't mind that he had yet to outright refer to her as his girlfriend yet. And to be completely honest, she didn't expect him to ever truly be comfortable with that label. And that was okay. It was enough to see his name pop up on her phone screen every night, promptly at 8.30pm, wishing her good night along with a concerned warning to not stay up too late so she won't be tired for class the next day. And she didn't think she could ever get tired of the way he pulled her into his body to prevent her from bumping into people in the hallway, or his thumb moved absent-mindedly across the base of hers when their hands swung between them. So at 6.56 that evening, Ochiko happily made her way to the cafeteria, thanking the stars for the chance to experience another date with Bakugo. She questioned why they were doing this in the school cafeteria instead of in the dorm kitchen, but it was quickly answered by the crowd of people waiting outside the double doors. Um, hi, guys. What are you doing? Ochiko approached what seemed like half of Class A, slowly like they were a pack of wild animals. Ochiko, you're here! Mina bounced giddily and squealed. Oh my god, we're so excited for you! Bakugo is... It's none of your business what I'm doing. The said blonde popped his head out from behind the previously locked doors and jabbed indiscriminately into the throng of overly curious peers. Now, everybody, fuck off. Except for you. Ochiko yelped in surprise as Bakugo grabbed her by the arm and pulled her in quickly before anyone else could follow. Have fun, you two. Krishma managed to slip in with a wave before the door slammed closed. I said, fuck off, you worthless extras. Was all this really necessary? Ochiko asked with amusement as she examined the paper covering the window panels of the door. She could still see the silhouettes of their friends trying to get a peek inside. Yes. Okay, okay. She patted the blonde's heaving chest in a placating gesture, still laughing at the absurd situation. I'm not trying to hide you, he clarified with a tightened grip on her. I want people to know that you're... you're my... His voice became croaky at the end, mouth drying at the thought of her being his in any capacity. I know that. It's okay, Bakugo. You don't have to say it. No, it's just a fucking word. There's no way in hell I'm gonna let it win. Of course he'd feel competitive over something as silly as that. Even when it came to fighting himself, he was set on coming out victorious. Ochiko could feel the effects of his strange, yet oddly sweet determination. Okay, then I'll help you train. Train? How? In the midst of his frustration, Bakugo cracked the tiniest of smiles at her willingness to jump into the crazy with him. For every time I call you my boyfriend, you have to match it. Wh why would that make a difference? Because you can't stand to think I might beat you at something. Boyfriend. Ochiko leaned in and grinned at his shocked face. Fuck. Hmm? What was that? Oh, sounds like you're zero to one so far. Why you... Ochiko giggled and ran off to the table set up with tools and ingredients for their chocolates before Bakugo could pinch her cheeks or squeeze the life out of her. Oh my god, Bakugo, are those $20 strawberries? 
Her eyes widened at the spread of chocolate wafers the size of quarters, brand new molds still in their packaging, every kind of dessert topping imaginable, and glistening, perfectly ripe fruit. The kind that Ochiko would never imagine purchasing for herself for the fear of letting them go to waste, because she would feel so badly for eating such an expensive piece of produce. What on earth possessed you to spend so much money? We deserve the best, he said assuredly, draping an apron over her head. Wow, they were a we. Ochiko slipped the garment around her neck with anticipation thrumming in her chest and tied the strings behind her back. Or she meant to, before Bakugo nodded it for her. And then they were melting and swirling and pouring the chocolate into various shapes to create perfect little bite-sized treats to pair with the tartness of the outrageously priced fruit. It was a good date. Fine and pleasant enough. It would have been a great one if only Bakugo weren't so awkward and stiff. He was hyper-focused on following the recipe he researched, making sure they were doing everything according to the steps written in his notepad down to every note he scribed in the margins. She knew he was a perfectionist. That wasn't anything new. But this was different. It was as if he was deathly afraid of screwing things up between them now that that was real. It wasn't just his desire to be the best. It was him trying to prove that he'd be a worthy boyfriend. That silly auction pretty much proved that no one in the school believed in his ability to pull it off. Even she laughed at the idea of it before all of this happened. Between that, and the whole mess of convincing him that she didn't like him when it turned out she did, followed by a nearly rejected confession, Ochiko couldn't really blame him for buckling under the pressure. But he was already great in her eyes. She liked how ambitious he was, aiming for crazy heights like beating out every other guy at the festival. She liked how attentive and considerate he was, by taking note of her interests and planning something as amazing as a zoo date. She liked how he brought out the best in her, making her grow stronger mentally and physically past any limits she or others imposed on herself. She liked how much he respected and appreciated her, even when she wasn't paying attention. Especially then. Give me those piping bags before the white chocolate sets. We're gonna get the drizzle right. We can't wait any longer. Damn it, this fucking thing isn't cooperating. Piece of shit. Bakugo. Fuck. I know I'm not supposed to say shit like that. Sorry. Fuck. Shit. I mean, damn it. He growled, clearly frustrated with himself, and let the rubber spatula clatter onto the table, splattering them both with the contents of the bowl. She winced at the impact before consoling him with a gentle voice. You don't have to be so nervous. Nervous? Who the fuck said I'm nervous? Don't listen to anything shitty hair says. What? He didn't say any... What did you say to Karishma? Nothing. And from now on, everything that comes out of his mouth is a freaking lie. This was no good. She was just making him even more wound up. Don't freak out, Ochiko warned before she reached up to wipe at the dripping chocolate on his chin. She could feel him stiffen under her touch before relaxing with a deep sigh. A good sigh. I don't mind your swearing. I never did before, and that doesn't change just because we're in a relationship. She assured him, cautiously placing her other hand on his cheek to cup his face. You don't have anything to prove to me. I already like you just the way you are. I, I'm not. 
His face became noticeably warmer, but he didn't attempt to pull away. What's there to prove? Just trying to make the damn things turn out the way they're supposed to. Bakugo stubbornly refused to admit how right she got it. Honestly, I don't really care how the chocolates turn out. I just wanted to spend time with you. You do? He whispered so small, like a child. Mm-hmm. So loosen up and have fun already. I am loose. I'm the definition of fun. He grumbled with a scowl that deepened as he realized he was contradicting himself. Thinking back to how she took it upon herself to shake things up during their first date, Ochiko became inspired by the flecks of hardened cocoa butter in Bakugo's hair. She quickly dipped her finger in one of the bowls of dark chocolate before Bakugo could catch on to her plan, and swiped it across his nose with a grin. Prove it. Her smile widened at the sight of his eyes lighting up at the prospect of a challenge. She got him hook, line, and sinker. Cheeks. He growled low, sending shivers radiating out from where his fingers were twitching at her hips. Yes, boyfriend? She fluttered her lashes with faux innocence. You're going down. She couldn't have avoided the dollop of whipped cream smacking into her forehead with a resounding slap if she tried. With unabated glee, she flung a spoonful of raspberry jam back at him, hitting him in the chest like a well-aimed bullet and tucking behind a chair to dodge an assault of candied orange peels. Ochiko surfaced from her crouching position just in time to be met with a drizzle of caramel down her neck making her shriek at the ooey-gooey sensation. But even that wasn't loud enough to drown out his cackle. In retaliation, she smeared fistfuls of those gorgeous, exorbitantly priced strawberries into Bakugo's biceps. She tried to run away as he lunged at her with crushed walnuts in both hands. But he swept her up into his sticky arms and nuzzled the chocolate still on the tip of his nose into her hair. The pair knocked into the table, making the powdered sugar explode in a sweet cloud around them and settle in their hair as they held tight to one another, dissolving into a fit of laughter. Okay, okay, you win this one. Ochiko admitted defeat, though she found she didn't mind losing here. I win at everything. Not everything. You still have to call me a girl- Girlfriend, I know. He pulled her close, if that was even possible. Twice, she reminded him, breathlessly. He looked down at her, eyes shining with a tender fondness that made Ochiko feel like the luckiest girl alive. You're my girlfriend, and this is a real date. Um, yes, I agree. Shut up, I'm trying to do something romantic here. Your idea of romance is to tell me to shut up? She teased, though her body perked with curiosity. No, shut up. I'm going to do what I didn't get to do last time. What could possibly be missing from last time? It was practically perfect aside from how it ended. All it needed was a confession, which they took care of, and a... Oh. Ochiko's heart stopped beating when Bakugo pressed his lips into hers. Warm, cracked, and laced with sugar. It was everything she could have dared to hope for and to think all she needed was a wake-up call in the form of a stack of 20s. Thank you so much for listening. 
If you enjoyed this reading, please use the AO3 link in the description to give the author a well-deserved kudos and comment. Also, don't hesitate to message us on Twitter with your requests for fix to be read.